0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz. So, spring is here. You know, this means that both the NBA and the hockey playoffs are taking place. Football, so the football teams are, are holding off-season practices, and, and the baseball season has begun. So, James, outside of late August, I enjoy this time of year. How about you?
2: I love it, especially when you get a guest that we have on the end the day to talk about the end of the off basketball. We learn some things, especially our artists, the young kids, to learn some things from them. So, I'm so glad to have
1: them. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's worked his way up, and he's doing doing fantastic, so... I'd like to introduce our guest, uh, Chris McMillan. How are you doing today, Chris?
3: I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good.
3: We're good,
1: <laughs> So, Chris, you know, you, you were a former University of Wyoming basketball player, and then you went on and you, you were uh, played, or, or actually you, you helped the team in Hawaii, and then you were with, um, in, 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 in University of Illinois, Chicago, um, and now I understand there's a new position for you, correct? Uh, n-
3: n- not to my knowledge there isn't. I don't know if uh, I'm not, maybe you guys know something. I don't know, but she's currently still right now at uh, the University of Illinois-Chicago. Okay, uh,
1: well, we'll leave it at that then. So we'll we'll wait for everything <laughs> to come through before we give the full congratulations on it then.
3: Uh, so, yeah, I mean,
1: go ahead. Um, well, so so let, let me let me ask you something. You know, I, I, I know that you're 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 anxious and ready to become go to the next level and become a head coach, correct?
3: Uh, yes, at some point in time, I'd love to do that. I think uh, when you get into this business, um, being able to be a head coach and kind of have your own program and uh, and do things your way is always uh, the goal. I would say for most guys. It's just a really, really tough profession, you know. There's only three, three hundred or so Division One jobs, and um, you got to know the right person and be tied to the right coaching tree. So, while it's definitely a goal of mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going until I hopefully get it one day. It's, uh, it's a hard one, man. It, it's a very, very hard goal, and um, I'm just fortunate to still be in this business after 10 years. Correct. Correct.
2: Chris, I wanna. Uh... Before we get you with all more questions and all like that, you know, I just want to let you know uh, the great player you were at um, University of Wyoming. Uh, we got you some fans. I'm filling out for next year uh, nomination for uh, you for the Hall of Fame.
3: <laughs> you know what? I don't know that my numbers uh, warranted the Hall of Fame, but um, I will say that a couple teams I was on, I definitely feel like. Um, should go into the Hall of Fame, which would then make me a Hall of Famer by default. Um, now, as my daughter gets older, I won't tell her the whole team went in. I'll just tell her Daddy went in. So, right. Um, there you uh, that, uh, if that, if that, yeah, if that ever happens, uh, that would be pretty fantastic. But um, I do actually have two teammates um, who are in the Hall of Fame already: Josh Davis and Mark Bailey. Um, great guys, well deserved. So, um, shout out to them and. Shout-out to any uh, Wyoming fans
2: that
3: helped me yeah. get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, like we said,
2: how uh, you do put it in there? And they make the decision, and they know a good player when they see one, right? A great player. You no know. doubt about it. And you know how that is. It ain't
3: about numbers. It's about leading your team, right? No, no doubt, man. Hopefully, they. Uh, if you put a premium on winning, you know, which I think we did a lot when I was at Wyoming and um, I was blessed to be the starting point guard there for four years. So um, I felt like I was a part of a lot of wins and you know, Coach McClain even to this day says it can't win championships without a good point guard. So um, I helped him get two. So, you know, we'll, hopefully I'll be rewarded for that uh, in the future. Yes, sir. Now
1: now is Coach McClain, is he still there with you?
3: Yeah, Coach McLean's still here. He's uh, okay. We just finished up our year. We had uh, another good season. You know, we won 20, 20 games this year, which is the first time. Congratulations, that it's been done in this program. Thank you that it's been done in this program. I want to say in fifteen years. So uh, the program is definitely projecting up um, in the right area, which is uh, which is really really good.
1: Now, t- tell our listeners, because um, I, 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 read, I read, you know, what, the position you have, but go ahead and tell our listeners what, what, what it is that you
3: do for the, for the players and for the team. Right. So my actual title is Director of Player Performance. So that's um, uh, my job essentially to get guys uh, bigger, stronger, faster. Um, a lot of guys want to gain weight, so I dive into their diets. Um I find it's pretty uh it's pretty common for the average um athlete who has classes to balance and practice and things like that doesn't quite eat enough food so um, for my guys that have to gain weight, I weigh them in every single day if they're not gaining weight, I make them get you up know, get up and come over here and eat breakfast with me um you know we do the protein bars and the shakes and um anything we can to supplement um them getting easy calories because uh Um, you'll find that for as good athletes as there are out there, they're pretty lazy when it comes to their nutrition. So, um, again, all in all, I'm pretty much their their one-on-one life coach slash strength coach. I'm with those guys a lot, and, um, like I say, primarily responsible for making sure they're the best version of themselves. So on the basketball court. Um, they can help the team be the best version of itself.
1: Go ahead and take another break. When we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's been going on uh, with, with your with your team and what you've been doing. So we'll be right back.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
5: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host JD Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like, we won't judge. Or even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: Welcome back to Living at Sports Talk. This is Chris Morhawitt. And, you know, so James, you know, we we were just chatting with our guest, you know, a little bit about what uh what he's doing and what's going on. And, you know, it's all it's always good to hear, you know, people that are that are progressing, you know, especially especially with what they love.
2: You know what, like I I when I got a hold of Chris. I told him I'm going to follow him on Facebook and and i like to see uh, what he's doing. I mean, he's just uh, making it great for people that could succeed and what he's doing and you know and the steps he's taking to become a head coach, you know, like you said, it takes a while and, but uh he's moving <laughs> in the right direction he's somebody I would love to always come out and speak to my kids for my organization. You know, Chris yeah. but Chris I have, yeah. I have a question for you. You said something about have you um you know you helped the guys with the breakfast. Ask me this because I remember we was at football and we had some weird Breakfast for the before the game, I'm like, you know, I think probably I want to say hamburger, pancakes. Isn't that heavy for the stomach,
3: though? Yeah, I generally on game days we won't uh we won't give the guys red meat um on game days, but um, you definitely got to eat something, you know. If it's depending on what time of the the day the game is, obviously determines on what you're going to eat. But most of our games are 7 p.m. games, so. I'll make sure a guy wakes up, for example, on game day, and if he has to eat, maybe it's some French toast and some eggs. He'll usually get a oh, midday yeah. snack um, I eat with our a pregame meals. Our pregame meal is generally uh, pasta, uh, some kind of chicken or fish uh, with a vegetable, and then you know we our guys love the uh, the King's Hawaiian roll. So um, that, that's that's pretty standard. Um, again, I don't I don't do red meat on game days cuz it's really hard to digest and I want to make sure guys aren't feeling heavy. I think we've all had a good steak from time to time and just think about how tired you are after you eat it. The last thing you right. want to do is go run and jump up and down on the basketball court. So, uh we try to feed the guys stuff to fuel their body. Um, I'm not saying they can't have steak or anything like that, but we definitely uh we we do we don't do it on uh, on game days. We try to keep it uh Pretty standard. I think most teams throughout the country do the same thing: again, chicken, fish, uh, white rice, brown rice, and uh, some kind of pasta with uh, with a vegetable and salad. Okay.
1: Okay. Nice. So uh, basically, as they say, you know, carb load and and get some good protein in there. That that'll that'll feed feed their uh, feed them through the the game and such. So.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So so okay. So what, what are you doing? You know, now that the season's ended. You know, and you got another season coming up. At this point in time, are you guys are are, are getting a lot of prep work done? I assume you're. Um, you know, you've already gone out and did a lot of recruiting. You probably have some recruiting still, um, but then you still have the existing players that you got to keep them. You know, going. Uh, what, 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 t- t- take us through like a typical day that you would have.
3: Yeah, you know what? The day's pretty. Uh, it's a lot more calm. That's for sure because you know you don't have a two or three hour practice you know, five or six days a week now. So uh, once season ended, which is around the first week of April, uh, we pretty much gave the guys about 10 days off. And then uh, last Monday we started getting guys back in the weight room, um, lifting weights again and um, getting moving around and, and a lot of core work's being done right now and a lot of mobility stuff for ankles and knees. I don't hit them hard. Um, right away because it was a long season. I mean, we, we've been going nonstop pretty much since, you know, September 1. So you definitely want to give the body a chance to recover. Um, next week we'll start lifting again really, really heavy and, and start going uh, throwing some weight around. But this week's been a lot of core work, a lot of single leg mobility. Um, things just kind of getting the body, thinking about firing again before we uh, throw them to the fire next week. Um, in terms of recruiting, we actually uh, we have one more scholarship left. Really, really like you know what we have coming in, and um, I think I'm, I'm guessing—I don't know for sure—but I'm guessing we'll be picked um, in the top one or two in the preseason polls for our league next year. So, um, Coach McClain has done an unbelievable job taking this program from the ball of the barrel pretty much um, to a top one or two team in the league. And uh, hats off to him for you know putting the right staff together and going out there and getting uh, getting some talented players.
1: Yeah, he he did the same thing at Wyoming. He was always a very good coach and got a lot got a lot out of the players that he had. That's that's impressive.
3: Yeah, no, for oh. sure. I mean, he's he's won everywhere he's been, um, mm-hmm. which is is again a testament to him. You know, I think Wyoming he kind of got a raw deal because um, he probably stayed there a little bit longer than he should have. Um, right. You know, and part part of this business is knowing when to get out and when to take a different job. And he probably should have got out. After we won the league um, the second right. time, and you know, he, so he he won two conference championships, and then four years later he, he was fired. So um, we work in the business of what have you done for me lately? And uh, unfortunately, you know, a guy can have uh, a great run and have two or three bad years in a row, and all of a sudden he's jobless. So um, he's a winner, man, and I love working for him, and you know, looking forward to turning around UIC and doing some more special things in the future.
2: Chris, I know we only got you for a half, but real quick, tell us how um, it is when the kids go off, you know, the, the years over, and they come back and start a year, and their their diet is different, you know, because they ate, you know, pizza and all went crazy. Mm-hmm. And how you how
3: do you get that back down to where you you know you need it to be where they're so, eating right? I mean, here's the thing, uh, and I break it down to the simplest form for my guys. I tell them, the, what's your goal? I want to play in the NBA. I want to gain X, Y, Z. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the reason why I have them tell me their goal is because I'm going to coach them based on that goal. It's all, okay, look, James, you said you want to lose 20 pounds. You want to play in the NFL. You want to do whatever the case may be. Like, here's the way I have to coach you. Are you going to receive this coaching? And you have to set that up early because there's going to be some hard conversations. So when somebody does slide off track, you can then go to your book, wherever you wrote down this stuff, and say, Here's the thing. Six months ago, you told me you wanted to do X, Y, Z. Right now, your diet is not in line with your goals. So if, if your goal is not to play whatever, 20 minutes a game or in the NFL, NBA, whatever it is, then tell me so I can coach you differently. But if it is to do those things and those are your goals, then we've got to change your diet. So either your diet's going to change or your goals are going to change. Which one's it going to be? And you give them that option. I find that if I start dictating what they should do, that it becomes kind of a tug of war. So I always give guys options. Hey, listen, you want to eat bad? I'm cool with it, as long as your goal, if you, as you know, your goal has to change. And then when you start putting it in that terms, in those terms, um, they usually come around. But it's a battle, man. I mean, nobody will. A lot of people don't realize this, but food is the single biggest drug in the world. You know, you can talk about drugs and alcohol. Food is it. Food kills people all the time. And so, you know, you, you got to kind of try to t- temper um, that sugar addiction. You know what I mean? The, the, the yeah. pizza addiction, the dairy addiction. you got to just kind of figure out ways to make sure guys know to put uh, good fuel in their body versus bad fuel. Right. Oh, I, I look at it that way.
1: So, so, okay, so, Chris, let me ask you this. And, and, and I, I, I argue with James about this all the time. About like Gatorade and Powerade and so forth. Um, it, it, w- w- when you're an athlete and you're playing, you know you the, that the sugar that they, it has sugar in it, correct?
3: Yeah, those drinks okay. have sugar in. It.
1: Right, and it, and it's for energy. Um, but when you're not playing, you're not exercising, and you're drinking that. It's kind of like just drinking straight soda.
3: No doubt about it. I mean, it, here's the thing: when when we're giving a guy Gatorade, it's yeah, there's sugar in it, but it's also to replace what's called electrolytes, uh, which is what you lose, essentially, when you're sweating and, and exerting energy. So the Gatorade is used as um, to supplement putting electrolytes back in your body. Now, the average person, sure, can you drink Gatorade? Absolutely. But you've got to make sure you account for those carbs, for that sugar, and for those uh, those calories throughout the course of your day because you're not burning uh, 2,000 calories a day, like a college athlete would be. So um, it's important for um, the person to recognize. Hey, listen, I'm not a Division One athlete or an athlete. I'm sedentary. I sit at my desk every day, all day long. I can't have five Gatorades. I can maybe have a half of one or one Gatorade. Um, same thing with soda. You know, I tell my guys, hey, listen, the carbonation, like it's just, it's not good for you. You know, so. They'll still drink it, but, again, they burn so many calories, it doesn't really hurt them like it would a person who's sedentary, doesn't sweat for two hours a day. And that soda just sticks to your body. So, um, again, it's tough, though, man, because people like what they like, man, and it's hard breaking those habits. Right, right. So you so you said it's not good to have a subway that chip at a rate? I mean, what I'm saying is this. For the average person, if you're going to have Gatorades and you're going to have those sugary drinks, you've got right. to take them. In, you've got to take into um, consideration the number of calories in it. And if you're trying to lose weight, you've got to add those calories to your caloric intake because um, having ten ounces of Gatorade is different than having ten ounces of water. Okay, nothing Okay, thank you for that.
1: Um, so I I I have, I have a question for you because. This time of year, once once the, the NCAA tournament's over, you start seeing all these players, especially freshmen, you know, who who are, who are you know committing to, to the draft. So, you know, my my, my question to you is, you know, as, as a coach, you know, how do you go about recruiting players who will stay longer than one year? That's the first question. Second is, you know, should the NCAA do something to make sure college athletes stay who are under scholarships?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, the the level we're at, you know, we're in mid-major school. We're not recruiting one and duns, um, so honestly, we don't have that issue. I mean, there, there's there's hasn't been a one and done to come through the Horizon League or UIC ever, um, so it's not going to be an epidemic for us like it is um, schools at the at the Power Five, the Dukes, the Kentuckys of the world, the Kansas. Um, you know what? It's it, it's tough because a lot of those kids who are You know, top ten kids come out of high school, it's their dream to play in the NBA. Uh, And and it's a coach's job to win. So Mm -hmm. as a coach, if your metric is wins and losses, you're going to recruit the best kids outside, even though he's a kid that may only be there for one year. Um, Should the NCAA or NBA do something different? Tough to say. You know, if you're going to force a kid to stay four years and he's a a first-rounder, well, then if he has a college degree, he should get more money um, if, he, if he stayed. You know, if, the, if a guy with no degree coming out early gets $5 million, if a guy is a four-year guy and could have left early but, but stayed, then he should get an extra million. Like, give guys an incentive to get their degrees. But if the incentive is, well, you should just stay in school, um, you know, just because it's the right thing to do, like, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't work. Um, these guys equate success – To money. Like, you have to give them a reason um, to want to stay in college, especially if they're first-rounders. Now, here's the flip side. What if a guy's a first-rounder, a first-round pick, he stays till his junior year or senior year, and he has an injury? Right. What happens then? You know, I mean, he could have been two or three years in the NBA, put some money aside, set up some wealth for him and his family, but instead he gets hurt in, you know, the fifth game of his senior year, and it's never the same. So, it's tough, man. It, it, it's not easy, but um, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer for it outside of, you know, the NCA and the NBA just got to keep working together to make sure that um, the integrity of, of the college game is intact and making sure guys are able to go live out their dreams um, and play in the NBA. Yeah, Chris, but yeah. say like uh, Chicago State where you at and you got a,
2: a Duke, they're going to give more money to the kids going to Duke than Chicago State, right? you still going to get the kids going to Duke instead of your school, right?
3: Say that question again.
2: I didn't hear you. Sorry. Say, say like you said, give them some money to send them to get their degree to stay at school, the, the student. But, you know, if you do that, then um, Duke
3: going to pay their people more than y'all paying at Chicago State. And you're still getting the people No, to so go here's to what Duke. I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If a guy, uh-huh. for example, let's say Trey Young, right? Right, right. now, Trey Young is on draft boards as a top five pick. Okay? It's known. It's going to be up to the NCAA to talk to, or the NBA to talk to the NCAA coaches and vice versa to figure out what guys are are first-round picks if they were to come out early. If that person, if that player stays for his entire four years, even though he could have came out and he gets his degree, he should get more money. Now, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just giving you an example of what you could do to entice guys to stay if a guy's at Chicago State and he's on nobody's draft boards and his senior year he gets drafted, well, you know, he was going to stay anyway. Does that make sense? Like, he he couldn't come out. But when you got a guy that can come out, what's his incentive to stay? Yeah, true, true.
1: Well, Chris, we're going to have to take a break, but I understand that, uh, you know, you you need to get back to work. So, really appreciate having you on again. It's always great talking to you. You know, I, I... I always learn so much about, about what's going on, especially in, in the, the NCAA basketball era. So thank you.
3: Thanks a lot, No Chris. doubt. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You guys are the best. I'm sorry I can only do a half an hour, but uh, duty calls, man. You know how that goes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll, shoot you this, Absolutely. I'll shoot you this tonight so you have an episode. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate you okay. guys having me on, man. We'll talk soon. All Thanks, right. Sir.
1: Take care, Chris. Thank you. All right, well, We're going to go ahead and take our next break, and we'll be right back
4: your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
5: want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience
4: America Sports.
0: Welcome back to Levy Net Sports Talk. Uh, again, this is Chris Marwood.
1: Um James, we just got through, you know, unfortunately uh, we had our guest on, Chris McMillan, uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. Uh, one of the coaches there, he could only give us a half hour, but I, 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 there was a lot that he said. And, and you know, people, people hopefully can appreciate, you know, what it's like to be a, a coach in the NCAA, you know, for basketball.
2: That's true. I mean... I mean, anywhere, high school, all like right, Tough for these coaches, absolutely. you know. cuz you got some of these ball kids, and you know, kids are in their ways, and you got to change them to where there's discipline. So, I mean, it's tough, you know. Coaches is is, is a bigger job than parenting.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, one, one one thing that Chris was talking about that I really appreciate is he was, you know, when he when he talks about the the diet that he planned that he has for these kids, you know, he doesn't tell them that they must do it. You know he he makes the kids accountable. You know says hey you know you do it or don't do it. It doesn't matter to me. You know it's it's up to you and and it's you know he he gives them the the plus and minuses for for why they should and shouldn't. Um, and so yeah it's it's always it's always a good thing. Let 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 them make the decision.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's good to hear that. Like we say we we learn a lot of things from people on this show. So.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I I appreciate the way he does things. So, all right. Well, you know, I I want to talk a little bit about the M- NBA playoffs. You know, it started this past weekend. Uh, the Cleveland Cavs didn't look good in their loss to the Indianapolis Pacers. You know, that was that they, they, it they, 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 they were like they were just they were just hoofing it out there. They they weren't really you know they they, they weren't defending. They were you know tossing up horrible shots. Things just did not look good for him. So, moving forward, you know, you, in, in, in your mind, do you see the Cavs making it all the way to the NBA playoffs or to, to the finals, And then, you know, it, and, and if not, you know, what, what, what team do you see winning at all?
2: Well, you got to look at it, Chris. We got to play out, you know. Everybody knows the Cavs going to be there. And everybody knows the State, you know, it looked like. Hey, they lost the game to look horrible, but that's how it's going to round out to be, you know. I mean, a lot of people used to say uh, NBA wants the game to go to Game 7 for more money. You see them, you know, it was that uh, conspiracy here, yeah. but you know, I think Cleveland winning in six, you know, and um, do the same old thing, you know, I think Golden State, you know, everybody talk about Houston, but I don't think Houston got enough for Golden State, so It'll be Cleveland and the Warriors again, and um, the Warriors are right about. So it's almost like football, you know. You get tired of seeing New England in every year. You get tired of seeing yeah. Cleveland, you know. So it's the same old thing until somebody changes. You know, like the Eagles changed right. up, you know. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Cavs are going to get able to get past um, Toronto or. Maybe even Boston. I mean, they're, they're, they're both playing pretty tough. I I, I don't know. I mean, the, here they. I know that Cavs were saying, "Well, wait till we get all our players back." They had a bunch of players hurt near the end of the season. Well, they're all back, and they're not. I mean, I, mean, I, I know I can't judge it just by one game. I know that there's more to it, but for some reason, it just didn't look like there was a, a good mix going on there.
2: Yeah, got to I mean, do more. I, I, you know, it's got to play out. This is the first round. You know. Right. And I think I mean if where you see that's upset in the first round, maybe one one time somebody gets upset that they think you know. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We got some pretty good teams in there, even Milwaukee, Minnesota, even with Toronto not Toronto, but uh, even with Miami Heat and you know. So we got some even teams in there, you know that. Okay, either one of them should win, but ain't got mm-hmm. that sure that you got.
1: Used to as a warrior than I'm with, uh, you know right, right, well, I guess you know i, I know tonight you know is game two, and just I'll have to watch and see what happens and I know everyone's talking about it, and they they i I know that, that LeBron has a bunch of you know a bunch of pressure on his shoulders, but you know his shoulders are big enough that he can he can handle it he can take it on, so hopefully the rest of the team can come around and 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 help them to win so anyway so. I'm sorry, what? what? James, are we going to say
2: something? No, go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's move on to what's going on in the NFL. There's a bunch of stuff going on that's kind of, you know, a little little shocking to me. But first thing has to do with the story that's out about Tom Brady. You know, he's the people are saying that he's leading an op- open revolt against Bill Belichick and the Patriots' culture. You know, mm-hmm. we all know that Patriots have this culture – they, 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 you know, they're 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 very secretive. They're, they they don't talk to the media. So for something to leak, you know, and and you know, Tom has expressed that he may not play this season. Which, you know, I I I know that that's that's neither here nor there. We we know he'll play. You know, that's that's pretty confident he'll play. But there's there's just issues, and part of it, you know, Tom is saying that he's tired of hearing how Bill found and, and made him, you know, made Tom, you know, and, and, and it's all because of Bill, and, you know, he's just getting tired of it. So uh, what, 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 what's your opinion on, on what's going on there?
2: You know what, this has not been going on with that, right after that Super Bowl, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They've been having a problem, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, right. With with that, uh, oh, with the, the, the safety or... Sense back. Yeah. Yeah, you don't
2: know
1: which way to take it, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm that Oh, yeah. That, mean, that, that, was, that was pretty shocking that that happened. So think about after they lost the Super Bowl. Now you hear about, you know, problems with Belichick. Right. You know, problems with Gronk, problems with Tom. You know, you didn't hear about that before They winning, you know, everything was honky-dory over there, you know? Well, now mm-hmm. Rock talking about retired, Brady talking about retired, um, Right. Coaches leave and don't want to leave. Want to win, you know? So, you know, and that's how oil should start. You know how it is when you see a team lose and they feel they should win. Now they got all these problems, you know?
1: hmm Yeah, it's, so, a, it's just surprising because, cause, you know, all along the, the, they've been a well-oiled machine and, you know, they all have each other's back and they understand one another. And, you know, again, as I said, there, there's, there's never been any leaks you know, about things going on, you know, with, 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 with with the Patriots and now all of a sudden you're hearing all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know if it started with last season when, when Tom Brady, his trainer and, you know, they, they said that he, his trainer could no longer come, you know, on, on their, their campus anymore and had to stay away. And, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot of, a lot of things that's been happening.
2: Yeah, I mean it started with that. Now they're bringing that back up with the trainer, and, you know, and mm-hmm. that's the reason why Tom have a problem. with it, you know or, you know, so you know, like they say, well, you know, one thing here, everything starts coming out. You hear different this and that, and so but you know, like you say, they always do the playoff for the Super Bowl, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, but who knows what's gonna happen this season? I mean, if, I, again, I know Tom. Tom will play. He's he's a competitor. <laughs> Um, I know his wife has been wanting him to, (laughs) to retire and spend time with the kids and the family and, and for them to do stuff together, you know, but again, you know, his job is what's made all their money. And, you know, he, he, he has a little bit of say in what he's going to do, but if he's not happy, you know, I, I understand that sometimes it's time to, to, to let it go. As, as they sing the song in Frozen, let it go. (laughs) But I guess we'll have to have to see what happens in the future on this. So, you know what? I have I have another question to ask on things. But before I do, let's go ahead and take another break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll we'll have a few more things to discuss about the NFL. So we'll be right back. <laughs>
4: internet flagship station for sports...
5: TV.
0: you're hooked up with loving that sports talk james loving and his guests want to hear it from you call us at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or drop an email to loving that sports talk at yahoo.com now back to the show well welcome back to
1: loving that sports talk uh, this is chris you know, James and I were just sitting here chit-chatting a little bit about uh, the Patriots. You know, and Tom Brady. You know, doing a revolt. You know, supposedly showing a revolt against Bill Belichick. And I guess we'll see what happens. in you know, here in the next, I don't know, uh, <laughs> few months on on what what, what takes place. So anyway, um, the the other thing I, I want to talk about, James, has to do with Dez Bryant. You know, it, um, basically, he was recently let go by the Dallas Cowboys and. Um, I, you know, I I I didn't really see that happening. You know, at this point in time, I mean, I thought he still had a few good years left, and you know, even though he's been getting injured, and you know, he doesn't have the best hands. You know, that that's one thing that people complain about is, you know, he's an athlete. And, you know, he runs fast and he jumps high. And, you know, he'll he'll catch he'll catch a ball or two, but a lot of times his hands he doesn't he hasn't worked well with his hands on catching the ball, so, you know, he drops too many. But um, I guess my thing to you, did, did you see this coming? And, and uh, moving forward, you know, what teams should uh, consider signing him?
2: Well, I, I guess you got to see, you know, if you look at the numbers games, Madalos was mm-hmm. thinking $12 million, and he's not really, com- you know, worth $12 million. It don't make right. no sense to make him take a pay cut. You know, because, so what you do is you just cut them. And, um, and I see Dallas' point. It's a money, you know, he's older guy. Just mm-hmm. had a great three years, you know, three. You keep trying to give him four, lose another $12 million, So, kind of seen the coming, you know. Uh, if you notice, football now ain't about loyalty. It's about, you know, it's a business. I mean, yes. you'll see him. You, you'll be like, wow, they cut a star player? Well, yeah, I mean, his number's starting to drop it. He's making $13, 14000000 You can bring somebody in there making a million and do the same job. I mean, not the same as being a big star, but he's catching three passes less than that star. You take that guy. So, well, if I say the coming, and um, okay. I think they say he's trying to get with the Giants, which, you know, where if he going I mean, he'll help, but, you know, he's not going to be the superstar no more. he got to take that back seat. I mean, looking the way wait. Yeah, come off the bench. You know, he ain't a starter. So, if he wanted to do that, then, you know, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be all right. But if he's not willing to take a back seat to get a start, it's not going to happen.
1: Right. Right. He's, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's not a number one. He's got to be either a number two or a three. But the other thing that, that you know, he's he's got to realize is, you know, he, he's there to help the rookies, you know, to get them adjusted and, that's something he hasn't really done or worked on, um, you know. With with when he was with the the, the Cowboys, because in his mind he was he was always number one, you know. So he didn't he didn't want to have to to work with the, the rookies and, and help prepare them and get them up to speed, you know, and how to play in the NFL. Well,
2: I guess moving forward, mean, that's not that's really not his role. I mean, when he was there, he had gone back to help with a rookie because he was the rookie. Now I can see if they kept them this year and they dropped a receiver and then them do that then, but they didn't do that. So, you know, nobody helped theirs. Because you heard now that, you know, this year they just probably got a receiver coach. What was all the other years for a receiver coach that helped theirs out, you know? You know, which I'm not saying it's it's all the team fault, but it's mostly theirs. You drop a ball, you know, a run two routes, you never get released. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I said, with all the injuries he's had and all the drop balls and you know, and 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 all the sideline ant- antics that he had, that that just got to be a bit too much. I mean, no one wants to deal with that.
2: So, I mean, it's almost like I um, do put him in that that category with To and San Francisco, you know?
1: Yep, yep. So, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he he. he
2: oh, re- I think last oh, week he yeah. was
1: to have a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, and they they postponed the trip, you know, and Colin declined to say if he would stop kneeling during the national anthem next season. And the other thing that's going on at the same time is yesterday, um, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, he was deposed uh, for Colin Kaepernick's on, ongoing collusion case, you know, that has to do with him filing a grievance against the NFL owners alleging that they conspired to keep him out of the league, you know, for, for, for the protest that he did. So you know now, you know we we, we don't know. Well, I I think I I read today that it's pretty much off that uh, Seattle isn't you know isn't going to move forward into even trying that at this point. Um, But you know if 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 Colin had a chance, you know should he have given his given his assurance about not kneeling so he can play again, or you know live up to his convictions?
2: I'm tired of talking about Colin. It's almost like Tebow. I mean, everybody says if you want to play, go in there and tell the people you got to stand or you got to kneel. Either way, so you know it's up to college. It's been up to him. He don't want to play. You know, people stop. You know, being behind him. Everybody keep him, Speak up. They tell you are you got kneel. If you got kneel, say yes. If not, say no. So they get over it. They want to work. To y'all get you near. I mean, but you should have prolonging this until he gave no an answer. They called off the workout. Well, hell, I would call off everything. So I'm gonna decide to call collar. Whatever you gonna do, go ahead and do it. If not, you know, because you see all the other players like, man, I need my job. I'm not dealing no more.
1: Well, they, they are, but they're they're, they're going to do it in their own their own way. As far as I mean, they, it got started, you know. And Colin Colin started it all, of course. You know, the the thing that amazes me to this day is how many you know fans that were upset about him kneeling and not understanding. To this day, why he was even doing it in the first place. I, I you know, the, there was a thing on, on TV on ESPN um, that that had the Dallas Cowboys. It was like a four episode thing where they they followed these fans of, of Dallas Cowboys around, and they they were talking about it. And hardly any of them, you know, there, there, there was a few, but hardly any of them understood the reason why he he did it. And that's what gets me. Is is yes, he did it. You know, he know he 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 had a valid reason for why he did what he did, but people not understanding and, and just uh, making assumptions. You know that it, that really bothers me. You know, pe- people don't don't want to find out. You know, the, the the background on things. You know, they just want to make assumptions and and listen to to someone else tell them you know, what the reason is, and, and, and them not knowing what the real reason is.
2: You know, it's over with, you know. Every, it's not being talked about no more, you know. Um, so, I mean, he might want move on. If you want to play in the NFL, you're going know, to move on with this. You got what you got out of it, so move on. You're not going yeah. to change the nation, with you know. Yeah. It's like you're I man,
1: always
2: tell I know. people, well, you go gamble in a casino, get what you can't win, and leave. You ain't going to break the bank. You ain't going to break the casino. You're going to either get right. broke, try to keep, you know, bet. get out of it while you got
1: it and go. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's just, again, it the whole thing just bothers me with people's opinions and not understanding the the full, you know, reason behind it. So that, that's that's what... Yeah, that, I, I guess that was my point, you know, in, in bringing the whole thing up. It's true. He's, he's going to do what he's going to do. And hopefully, again, yes, he's, he's probably never going to – I mean, we've said this before, he's probably never going to play in the, in the NFL. I think that Seattle bringing him in was kind of a ruse, possibly, you know, having him come in there just to see if he would, you know, agree not to kneel, you know. Would he, would he have still made the team? I doubt it. But, you know, well, I guess uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. But anyway – so uh, you know, I think it's that time. Uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go. But you know, it, it's been a good show. It was great having Chris on, you know. I, I learned a lot. Um, I want to have him back on again. And, and you know, we still got to follow him for this season and see what happens. You know, 20 wins for them is good. It's really good. You know, and and hopefully they could be a Cinderella team moving forward for next year's NCAA tournament.
2: Well, thank you, Chris. Another show. Next week we should be talking about a little bit of that draft coming up.
1: All right, sounds good. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, everyone listens in to us, and uh, we have a good week. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Take care.